Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Do you want to go on a date? Are you ready for one-on-one? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G! What do you yourself feel about rock and roll, sir? Well, of course, I've only seen it on television. But my own feeling is that like a good deal of modern dancing, it is pagan in origin and in expression. And as one looks at the faces of those who are doing it, one cannot help but feel that it's having a bad spiritual uh, and mental effect upon them. What do you do? Uh, I'm an astrophysicist. Okay, I'm a Gemini. You've been you've worked so hard on these things. You've worked so hard on the kidney. Very special. The kidney has a very special place in the heart. And now, hey, oh, hey, forget about it. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the seventeenth of June. Why What's did up? that two days in a row? Oh, you yeah, did. Oh you June it again. Uh, I juned it yesterday. Yeah, you did. What's happening? What's happening? No, t- seriously, what's happening? I don't know. Gemini no, tell season. Me. Honestly, I don't know. That's odd. That's really weird. Yeah. Is it? Because I've it, done it before, you know, once occasionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two days in a row. Yeah. Is it written down somewhere? Are you reading it? I mean, it's written down right in front of me where it says Wednesday, uh, July 17th. Those okay. are the words. Okay, so you chose okay. just to change July to June. I just figured why not give us a little more summer. Okay. That's what I was okay. thinking. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Hey, um, when they were scraping all that uh, skin off your head, yeah. did they go deep enough to affect your brain? <laughs> Do we know if, if uh, is anything leaking out? Or I mean, anything... technically we don't know. Do you taste okay. things differently? But, but, but with the two Junes, I'm starting to worry. <laughs> yes. Just a little bit. Yeah. That's... What is it about Kevin that makes you love him? He's so simple. Yeah, that's, that's about right. Hey, uh, well, it's June, so. <laughs> it's July 17th. My bad. That's right, July 17th. Mm-hmm. Okay. A fascinating story out of uh, Florida. In fact, this could be, uh, get, get ready for the reverb. This could be a little. Who's the dick? Okay. There we go. Thank you. This is a, uh, this is a guy who basically shamed a homeless guy. And a lot of people are on his side because of it. And I want to see what you guys think about it. Stopped at a red light on 75th Street and Manatee Avenue in Bradenton. Ryan Bray caught the eye of a homeless man. He reached his arms uh, inside my vehicle, resting them, and said, hey, do you got any money? I said, no, but I have one better for you. Instead of offering him a handout. No. I don't think you <laughs> oh, you say can't that. say that? You can okay. say that. My bad. Although it did really 100% sound like that's where it was going. No, he works, what... he works like at a, a nail place. So it's like a, uh, you, there are jobs there. So he's going to work on his hand. Right, right. Yes, I see what yes. you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, he didn't. Uh, he didn't offer him a handout. And Allie, I'm sorry. No, that's not what he okay. offered him. My bad. But I knew that's what you would think. You didn't think <laughs> he, I'd say it. No, I, no I, I was hoping you would. Okay. Uh, here's what he, in fact, did offer him instead. Instead of offering him a handout, Ryan offered the man a hand up, a job, fifteen dollars an hour doing yard work. But Ryan says his offer didn't go over well. He said, uh, uh, absolutely not. Started getting belligerent, cursing, and uh, then as I pulled off, he kicked my tire. Okay, so he offers to do work, figuring that's what the homeless guy wants, his work. And I know that we all have had the struggle with what do you do when you see a guy panhandling for money because it's impossible to make that split decision as to what the person's actual circumstances are. I usually are. just steal it, steal what he has. Oh, really? That's just my knock, move. Knock him down, take his yeah, the car and just take the money yeah. he's already gotten. So I guess the question at this point in, in everyone's mind, including including the man being interviewed for the news piece, is um, it, does this guy just choose this is the work he wants to do, is just stand on a corner and beg for money at cars, or is he seriously interested in improving his situation and actually getting a job that pays, right? So what he did next kind of surprised a bunch of people. Ryan had enough. I can't have my 13-year-old daughter and my wife driving with their windows up and being berated the entire time if they don't give money. He went home, made a sign, and went to work to spread a message. I mirrored him with my sign. Wherever he walked, I walked. Okay, so what he did is he went home and he wrote up a sign that said, I offered him 15 bucks an hour to do yard work for me, and he refused. If we as a community stop paying them, they will leave our neighborhood. And then he just stood out on the street corner next to the homeless guy. Just following him around? Yeah, so the homeless guy is panhandling for people who stop at the stoplight with this dude standing right behind him with a sign that says, I offered him money to work. Did Now tell me again, did you say what the homeless man's sign said? Uh, the homeless man didn't have a sign. Okay. Oh, okay. If his yeah. sign said looking for work, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go up to the window and say, you got a job for me? No, he did not. He went up he... to the window and said, you got money? Exactly. I don't want right. to earn it. That right. was like kind of the subliminal. Sure. So I guess what I'm saying is I understand his frustration and I understand how you don't want a homeless guy or any person leaning into your car window. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, at that point, I was already out on that guy. Right. But is he, I mean, not knowing the circumstance of the homeless guy, it's kind of hard for us to guess. But, I mean, who knows if there's a, an addiction problem here, if there's a mental illness problem here, who knows. Is it cool or uncool that he is essentially, you know, shaming this guy, trying to stop this guy from getting money by following him around with a sign? What well, do you that's a think? great it, question. I mean, is it a dick move or is he trying to shine a light on the bigger problem, which is this guy stands here at this intersection every day because we keep giving him money. Instead, he ought to be looking for work. But his his end goal isn't so the guy gets a job, whatever. His end goal is for him to leave town. That's what it says well, on his on his placard yeah. or whatever. The sign. very wordy sign, uh-huh. by the way. Way too yeah, many it's words. Too much to read. Too yes. much to read as I drive by. He doesn't. Uh, let's be honest. Dude doesn't care about this guy. This but he dude, offered him work. How can you say he doesn't care? He offered to improve yeah. the man's circumstances by actually giving him a $15 an hour job, which I'll remind you is more than minimum wage. It's very interesting that a guy that doesn't want a homeless man near his wife and kid will invite him to his home to do yard work. I say this guy had bad intentions the whole time, and what's his end game? That guy's shady. Everyone the guy in the car is shady. The guy in the, the, guy car. In the car is shady. Something, okay, wow. Something's up with him.
That's so interesting that that is your take. Why would he? Why would he invite the man to his home? He was trying to help the guy. He's like, look, I don't want to give you any money, but I can do you one better. I can give you work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he was trying to improve the man's circumstance. There's okay. a lot that we don't know about this yeah. story. And I think Absolutely. a lot also has to do with the homeless guy. And was he aggressive when he leaned in the car? And was he being a dick when they were having a conversation? But even yeah. if he wasn't and- aggressive, Kevin, you don't want anybody to come up when you're in the car with your daughter and lean into your car. Right. No, I'd rather have him at my home. <laughs> what? That's Why my point. Shade? Why are you throwing shade at this guy who offered a homeless dude work? I think that's great. You offer him work. He says no. You go about your day. He came back with a whole different intention of getting this man to leave his town. So you say the guy who's trying to help the homeless guy is the dick. I, th- I don't think that was his initial intention, but then it snapped in him that someone didn't take him up on his job, and now he's entitled to get this man to leave his town. All right, let's hear a little more. He wants others to realize what he tried to do. I've seen a lot of people give a lot of money, and there's a reason they continually sit here. Monday afternoon, the man appeared once more, wouldn't give his name, but shouted foul language as Ryan stood near. This is not against the law. And still, he managed to get a dollar or two. So there you go. Wow. I don't know how long he continued to, uh, you know, to stand out there with the sign. But uh, as you can imagine, there have been, uh, as you've heard on this show, many mixed reactions. Yeah. What was your reaction? My reaction was that the guy, if he's offered work and he's homeless, should take it. Okay. Okay. Unless there's some kind of mental Ill- Men- illness yeah. there. Some, yes. Something. And, that's, and that's, the, that's the giant question mark in this story is who knows. And the fact that they, the news tried to interview him and, they, and he shouted foul language at them makes me think that maybe, you know, he's, uh, he's got uh, troubles. Has this know? happened to any of you guys? Or a homeless guy leaned into your car? Mm-mm. Happened to me. Yeah. Going to a Laker playoff game downtown, mm-hmm. waiting to get into the parking lot. And a guy leaned into the car and said, feeling you, Laker fans. Oh, that was, that was Vic and the my, Brick. And my daughter was yeah. in the car, and uh-huh. I looked at her, and she was yeah. petrified. He wasn't, that wasn't a homeless like guy. Like a fur hat? Yeah, he had the fur yeah. hat yeah, thing that going was, on. That was She's that. like, what that was, the that F that just happened? Vic the Brick. He's really yeah. scared her. I know, legend he, here in Los Angeles. Not a homeless yeah. guy. Okay. Just very different. Yeah. By the way, that very much happened. You just told that story recently, too. Leaned into my car and screamed that. Which, by the way, I love his passion and all yeah. of that. My daughter did not appreciate because oh, sure. she was terrified. No one to think about him. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin DeBeecho, shall we? I'm trying to find a really respectful way to say this, but um, this doesn't concern you. I mean, honestly, I think it's a pretty good show today. Yeah, okay. your name's on the show, so I feel like it. Prove it. You. Michael Schneider will t- uh, talk to us about the Emmys. Okay. Oh, one of the things we love the most in the world is TV. Uh, we have a TCL t- TV and a sound bar that we're giving away in the 6 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the Ace Man, Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. I know him more as the Ass Man. I, I read tweet, that on Twitter. I did tweet that first yesterday. It was the Ass Man, Adam Carolla. <laughs> and then I took it down and I put up Ace Man because, uh, you know, that's autocorrect, you guys. Sure. What well, am I supposed June to do? is a tough month for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom DeLong will join us in studio. Oh, finally. Right? Talking angels and airwaves. Finally. And talking aliens. You guys, We've this been... is really him, right? It's not Catherine Wood. No, no, this is the real Tom DeLong. Okay. We've been looking forward to this for so long. I'm very excited yes. to have Tom back out. I agree. It's been a long time since we've talked to Tom. So that's coming up this morning. We'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock.
Allie, what's happening on this Wednesday? Well, what's happening is, after the success of Thor Ragnarok, don't you have to do that after? Like Fraggle Rock? Just me? I Whenever mean, I hear the words, Thor Ragnarok? I Thor mean, Ragnarok. Okay, right? it's better okay. that way, sure. All right, okay. After the success of Thor Ragnarok, director Taika Waititi returning to write and direct Not sure you can say Thor that. 4. Oh, that's great. Presumably, Chris Hemsworth will also be back as the titular hero. I love saying that. Uh, we last saw him jetting off into space with the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of Avengers Endgame. Spoiler alert. It remains to be seen whether other Ragnarok alums like Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie and Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster will be back, but we certainly hope so. And quite the time to make this announcement, right? They announced it yesterday. Little thing happening down there in San Diego. What's that? Mm-hmm. Comic-Con. I'm talking about Comic-Con. Oh, Comic-Con, sure. So, obviously, we should have some of them down there with, you know, some hints, some ideas, that type of thing. They're usually good about spoiling stuff. Yeah. When, they, when you ask the actors what happens, they usually just go ahead and tell you. Yeah. So, I, I agree awesome. with you. We got okay. to get them on. Here's how out of the loop I am, you guys. I thought with Avengers Endgame, I thought that was the end of all of these movies. Um, oh, no. Spoiler alert, but not everyone dies. No. Guardians of the Galaxy still around. All of, Yeah, a lot okay. of them are still around. But Just there's not no the more. weak ones. <laughs> <laughs> so... So there's no more like Iron Man movies. There's no more no like, Iron Man uh, movies for spoiler sure. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! But no, like that, I said, I don't know anything about it for but, sure. That one. But a bunch of those characters do go on in the MCU. Continue. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I by know the people way, love those Thor movies. I know that. I gotta oh, tell yeah. you, Thor Ragnarok was maybe one of my top three Marvel movies. Super Easy, funny because it was almost more a comedy mm-hmm. than it was a superhero movie. Yeah, it was both. But man, it was funny. And I love that a lot of people didn't really know his stuff. Taika Watiti's before that, but what we do in the shadows, hysterical. Hunt for the Wilder People, very sweet movie, but my one of my all-time favorite movies, and I bring it up every time we discuss this man. I bring it up anytime anyone from New Zealand is within a hundred feet. I just yell out, Eagle versus Shark! And they're like, Yeah, it was a movie we made here in New Zealand. It's <laughs> wonderful. Rent it immediately. Go down to that blockbuster right on the corner. Rent it. Are they open at six? Who's renting <laughs> rent? movies? I don't even know what's happening. And what are their hours? Because it's, it's June 1984. <laughs> okay, I see. It's what it is. You do technically on rent when, Stay on target. When you buy a movie from Amazon, you do technically rent it for Oh, I guess you, know, you, you can rent it or buy it. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's what you meant. That's totally what I meant. Sure. Absolutely. New Zealand. It is a country. Yes, it is. Yes. Prison. Oh, love him. So for the past handful of years, time has been doing a little, doing a tradition. Hmm. Wow. Can we start over? Anyway, We're not on the air yet. yet. Oh, it's perfect. not even six. Perfect. we got about a minute and a half. Perfect. So they decide who the most influential people on the internet are. And the 2019 list is out. I'm devastated, as I'm sure you all are, that Kevin is not on this list. It make, the list makes no sense <laughs> that Kevin isn't on there. Right. I mean, when you think of influential people... On the internet. Kevin, right? Can I guess who number one is? Well, it's not numbered, but at the top of the list is who? The monkeys. No. No, they haven't been tweeting as much. Is real quick. No? Mm-mm. Mm. Sarah Abramson? No, she's busy. Boba Fett. Uh, it's Bobo Fett. So Bobo Fett is? No. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, she's busy getting rid of those emails. Am I Leonardo right? Leonardo DiCaprio. Nope. Not even Dick well said. Poop. No, not Dick Poop. Mm. Becky with the good hair. Ah, oh, she is on it. Oh, what? Joe no. Millionaire. No. Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. No. If Joe Millionaire. <laughs> would be amazing. Great? It would be amazing. We're on the list. My name is Tom DeLong. No, he might be after this interview today, though. Hi, it's Cat. Cat is not on the list, which is BS. Is it Dick? It is not Dick. <laughs> we have a winner. All right. Uh, Lil Nas X is at the top of the list. Again, list oh. is not numbered, but it makes sense because he now can just tweet about anyone joining his remix and they're like, yeah, I'll do it. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden there's a new song and we're happy. Uh, Ariana Grande also on the list. Cardi B, BTS, a lot of musicians. Then you've got Trump. You've got AOC, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, that creepy um, YouTube kid, Jojo Siwa. Yes. That, uh, mm-hmm. Jensen got us up on. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yikes. And uh, happy to see uh, writer Yashar on the list. He's the one that um, inspired our towel conversation. How many towels should you own? Mm-hmm. And that's when we found out that Kevin was indeed a uh, dirty ass white man. Stanky ass white man. Stanky ass white man. That's right. Stanky ass white Give man. Give me stanky. Why did I? Right. Just to yeah? start with dirty. I'm sorry. Stanky ass white man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he should be Thank the... Thank you as white man. There you go. <laughs> Yashar should be top of the list just for inspiring that conversation about washcloths. Agreed. Kevin doesn't use a washcloth in the shower to wash his butt. I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing with your butt, but for me, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> that was clean. It was so clean. So clean. Couldn't be more clean. Saying. Cleaner than butt. Cleaner. I'll take it, Chip. None. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Amazing. All right, it's six o'clock. We should uh, we should start the show. Happy okay, birthday, get good. Donald Sutherland, Billy Lord, Carrie Hart, and David Hasselhoff. <gasps> off, off. We'll have so many drops coming up, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock Thursday and Friday, tomorrow and Friday, we are going to be broadcasting live from San Diego, courtesy of our friends at TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand, now offering sound bars for a complete premium home theater solution. We are going to be at the Theater Box, home to the all new TCL Chinese Theater in San Diego, and they have generously given to us to give to you 55 inch TCL 5 Series TVs and TCL Alto 7 sound bars. That's what you win right now at 1 800 520 1067. If you can win a game that we call Half Speed TV. feel like his heart and soul were put into that. I don't either. Anyone else? Um, who wants to describe this game? Because this is a new one. This is the first time we've ever tried it, which means it's going to fail. Um, who wants to give it a go? We pick a classic clip from a classic TV show, and mm-hmm. we play it at half speed. All you have to do, uh, do is identify the show. Easy. Identify oh. the TV show. You okay. do make it sound easy. It's very simple. All right. Well, let's see how it goes. Let's meet our first contestant. I believe this is going to be our friend Nestor, who joins us from Chino. Hey, Nestor. Hey, Nestor. Hey, Nestor. What's up, Nestor? Oh, good morning. Oh, good morning. Sorry. <laughs> so you, uh, close to hanging up. We catch you at a bad time, or what's going on? <laughs> no, no, I, I, uh, I'm serious. You go too early for me. 
No, okay. All right, so you're going to hear the clip. It's a very familiar, famous clip from a popular TV show, but it's going to be at very slow speed, okay? So you listen up and then tell us. Now, what are we looking for? We're looking for the name of the show, right? Correct. Name of the looking TV show. Looking for the name show, of yeah. the TV show. Good luck, Nestor. You know, I've always wanted to go to a golf nightclub. Really? Bazinga. All right, what show is that? Um, dang. I'm going to guess Big Bang Theory. Yes. yes. Look at you. Bazinga. Yes. <laughs> How about right. that? Stab seemed, in the dark. Seemed kind of easy, by the way. No. <laughs> All right. Who's up next? I Brendan, I believe. Hello, Brendan. Nope. nope. Just hung up. Okay. Let's move on to Paul in Hacienda Hello. Heights. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Are you, are you ready? I'm going to do my best. All right. Here it is. Half Speed yeah. TV. We were on the break. <laughs> classic line from a classic show. Oh, man. I'm blanking out. I'm going to go with uh, oh, uh, blanking out. If you got a guess, I'll hear it. He was, he, he heard the buzz. Then he said, I'm going to go with. And then out. he said, blanking out again. Okay, so nothing uh, for you. What, if I, what for if I played it at full speed? We were on the break. <laughs> Recognize that? That was Friends is what uh, we were looking for there. Yeah, that was Friends. All right, thank yeah, you. Very, very popular show. And Kevin's hoping they all get back together. For I a hope reunion. so, too. That reunion really is all I, I'm living for. Robert HB, good morning. Welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. We're playing Half Speed TV. Half Speed TV. All right, you ready? Yes. Here is your Half Speed TV. The winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. All right, what is that? Uh, Gotham. What? I'm sorry, what? Did you say Dawson's? He said Gotham, I think. Oh, Gotham. Gotham is what he said. Oh, not, uh, does this help? The winter is coming. The winter is coming. Yeah, oh. Game of Thrones, dude. Come on. Come on. Get with the program. <laughs> Call back when you're with the program. All right, let's say Johnny Ukaipa up next. This maybe is a little tougher than I thought it would yeah. be. Hey, Johnny. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Are you ready? I'm going to try. Here's Half Speed TV. My old boyfriend came over late last night. And yada, yada, yada. And I'm really tired today. All right. What show I is that? Seinfeld. Seinfeld yes. is correct, yes. Yada, yada, yada. Half Speed TV. Now we're back on track. All right, let's go to Israel in HP. Uh, morning, Israel. Good morning. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you. You ready for Half Speed TV? I'm going to give it my best. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, my God! They killed Kimmy! You bastard! <laughs> I, would, I would watch that show. <laughs> Same. I'm going to go with South Park. Sure. Yes! They killed Kimmy! Half Speed TV! Right, we're time for a couple of more to get into the drawing to win the TCL 55-inch TV and soundbar. Uh, Nico up next, Chino Hills. Morning, Nico. What's going on, guys? Half-speed TV, you ready? Yep. All right, here you go. Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so... That's what she said! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, come on, um, Nico. 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 I can't guess. Uh, Breaking Bad. I don't know. 
I'm yeah, so disappointed Bad, in you, Breaking Nico. Bad was super famous for their "That's what she said" jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do uh, one more. Let's make it uh, Brian Huntington Beach. Boy, we're hearing a lot from the beach today. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Morning. You ready for Half Speed TV? Oh yeah. Here you go. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot. You think out of me? No. I am. The one who knocks. Come on now. Um, I'm gonna guess Dexter. Oh my! Sorry. That's not a ter- terrible guess if you don't no. know. But Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking yeah. Bad. Uh, I am the one who knocks. One of that? the great scenes in TV history. But thank you very much for playing the game, Brian. We appreciate it. Israel, Johnny, and Nestor. Those are the three all in the running. Only one. We'll have delivered a 55-inch TCL 5 Series TV and TCL Alto 7 Plus soundbar. Alan McKay, who's it going to be, please? It's Israel. 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 Hold on, let me find Israel. Congratulations, Israel. Thank you, thank you. You got Happy the to win. You got the TV. Thanks for playing the game. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just read Direct their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. Allie, you were uh, shook a little bit by something you read recently. Uh, Yeah. Here's the thing. You hear stories about young kids, even pets, um, that make you think, oh, my God. They see things that we don't. Whether it's you have a dog that is just staring at the wall barking and you're like, what the heck's wrong with my dog? Or you walk in on your three-year-old talking to her nana that died 10 years before she was born. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are scary. Kids and animals can be really creepy. Donna always thinks, and Donna's into a lot more of this woo-woo stuff than I am. More what? uh, Into the what? The woo-woo stuff. Mm -hmm. What's that? Woo-woo. Oh, okay. Know, just oh, woo-woo. Of, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, when Linus does that, when he starts staring at a spot and there's nothing there and he just starts barking. Oh, it's a ghost. She's convinced it's a ghost of one of our previous pets. Yeah, she's absolutely. Convinced. Oh, he's just he's just playing with Veruca, you know, yeah. or, or somebody else who's gone. I mean, she's really convinced that that's the case. And I, and I think a lot of people feel that way. Well, recently it happened to an Australian TV presenter, David Campbell. But this story has a twist. His four-year-old son, Billy, 
thinks he's the reincarnation of Princess Diana. He claims to remember details from her life. This kid has never learned anything about did, Princess Di anything. Did you say four-year-old? Four-year-old. So he wrote about this in Stellar Magazine. and He, he des- writes for Stellar Magazine at four? No, the father, <laughs> oh. who's an Australian TV presenter, he described this as the weirdest thing he's ever written. So he was like, listen, I know you guys are going to read this and be like, what a fool. Even I think it's nuts. So his son first started talking about the famous royal at the age of just two when somebody had a picture of Princess Di and he said, look, it's me when I was a princess. What? Two years old. Again, never taught anything about the royals, anything. He started referring to his two boys, his sons. Of course, Princess Di, two sons, right? William and Harry. Right. So, of course, his dad was like, all right, your sons, sure, mate, whatever. Then it got even weirder. It can't he, get any weirder. Huh? That's <laughs> so he freaky. accurately described Balmoral, which is the Queen's favorite residence, what it looked like, rooms, everything, without ever seeing it himself. And then... None of this is possible. The no. creepiest. He saw another picture of Princess Di, and he said, There's me as a princess. Then the sirens came, and I wasn't a princess anymore. Holy <laughs> My what? And an endless supply of creepy. What? So, of course, this led me down a total rabbit hole of creepy things that kids have said. And, Kevin, you said that your daughter yeah. said something creepy once, right? She was uh, four or five, mm-hmm. and I was putting her in her bed, and she looked over. It's dark. We had the lights off, and she looked over the corner yeah. of that room. Yeah. And she said these words, Daddy, who's that? And I looked over in the corner, and there was nothing there that I could see. Mm-hmm. So I thought, A, my daughter's crazy, mm-hmm. or B, I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. One of the two. And I said, I, do you see someone there? And she said, not anymore. And then she went to bed. And I was like, wow. holy crap, who's well, that? That is similar to a lot of the stories that I found. Like one, uh, father walks into his daughter's room because she was crying and said, why are you crying? She said, the bad man. He said, what bad man? And she pointed over there to a dark corner of the room. So he turns to look. And a lamp on the bookshelf fell off as soon as he turned to look. And he's like, you'll be sleeping in our room now. <laughs> like, terrifying. For the rest of time. Terrifying. Another story. So freaking creepy. Oh, my God. My four-year-old has an imaginary friend named John. He's been at it for a while, but a few months ago, he came up to me completely serious and said, Big John wants, wants you to know that he loves you, and then walked away. And she was shook, not because John loves her, because he always refers to my buddy John and I, everything. Never, ever referred to him as Big John, okay. which was her father's nickname. He died when she was just six years old. They've never even talked about Big John or that being a nickname ever. Here's the thing. I don't really jump right to it must be an alien, uh, but I don't. Or, be a or, ghost, <laughs> or a ghost or whatever. Uh-huh. But, Why'd you um, go alien? I don't know. First. But what, what, what <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to are not involved. How do you know? How do you know what it is? So, but what I'm trying to say is like what there's a lot of stuff that I cannot no, no. explain away. No. Stuff that happens that you just go, okay, there's no explanation about yeah. that. Okay, two things. Uh-huh. Uh one, 
we have to do this another time and have people call in. 100%. Not scary. only the creepy stuff, scary stuff that their kids and pets have done, but what they think is going on. And two is... And he's not a terrorist. We have to ask Adam Carolla about this because he has the answer for everything. If he doesn't, he'll make it up. So he'll be able to explain this to us when he joins us in a few minutes. All right. You want to hear, to me, it's super creepy, but yes. it's also kind of beautiful. Sure. So a woman said that she had had multiple miscarriages. Her young daughter had no idea about any of that. Why would she ever tell her young daughter that she had had miscarriages? But she told her one morning when she went to wake her up, I met your babies that died in my dream, and they want you to know that you're a really good mommy. Oh, my God. (gasps) I mean. I'm going to need to lay down. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. The Ace Man. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam Carolla. It's the return of the king, you guys. How about that? Thank How are you, you. Adam? What's, I'm doing well. What's his name, Kevin? The Ace Man. What did <laughs> like you say? Yesterday? T- yesterday I tweeted, my second tweet was the Ace Man. What was the first tweet? Uh, it may have said Ass Man, but that's <laughs> that's autocorrect. Uh, it's so also not inaccurate to... either, by the way. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Adam, I was just thinking, uh, you, last time you were in studio, I was on vacation. I didn't get a chance to talk to you. But what's it feel like coming back to this building where you did the morning show? Uh, you were the KLSX morning show from this studio, or essentially from the, this floor, right? Yes, in this studio. This is exactly the uh, studio I was in. I, I was right where Kevin is. Is there anything we need a- to know? Like, have we? I'll tell you the one thing I miss. Okay. I miss coming in here about five fifty-five in the AM and seeing a shirtless Danny Bonaducci <laughs> wearing ostrich cowboy boots <laughs> and true religion jeans, but no shirt. <laughs> doing chin-ups in that doorway, smelling of Marlboro Reds and Axe. That and does sound great. I would then go, "Oh, Danny, show's going to start. I gotta, I gotta get in there." <laughs> so I do, I do miss that in the morning. You know, some wow. guys like Napalm. I like the Dooch Man and Axe. <laughs> okay, that was your I like it. last radio job, right? That was my last radio job. Uh, it, you know, it was uh, being as a radio guy, you'll mm-hmm. you'll dig this story. We were here, and they were saying, pulling me aside secretly and saying, "Look, we're going to blow up the whole station. We're going to change the format, and everyone's going home." But we're going to folks who don't know that's how Amp Radio came into being. Right, that, that's the old KLSX. But we're going to keep you, Adam. Mm. But we're going to move you to New York. But we can't tell anybody. And this is not going to happen for another four or five months. Okay. So be quiet. Your job is safe. We're moving you. Everyone else is going home. But you can't say anything. Wow. And, and this is like in January. And so I'd come in here after the show and we'd have our post meeting. What are we doing? What's coming up? And they're going to blow the whole thing up in like the end of February. And my producer would go, I've got a plan. We go to Vegas for March Madness. And I'd go, okay. Yeah. We fly the whole crew out there. We do the brackets and everything. And I'd go, oh, yeah. Or, you know, or isn't there some softball tournament or something we could bet on before like then? Yeah, yeah, something local, yeah. like before March. And we'd go, what's wrong with March Madness? And you I'd had go, to feel terrible. It was horrible. And you'd always have those discussions of, like, what we're going to do next and what we're planning on. We got a summertime beach bash coming. 
coming up. Okay. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't. Maybe you don't. <laughs> there are some secrets you just don't want to be burdened with, right? You would have rather them wait until you much later. Yeah, and, and you guys know radio, you're not allowed to say anything until yeah. it's time to leave. And then it's super harsh. I mean, basically, Bean and I, even after being here this long, are just going to have to gather our effects and get out. Yeah, I mean, oh, it yeah. just it sucks that way. Cardboard box, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, we got a lot we want to talk to Adam Carolla about. Uh, By the reasons, way, that's this year's. So can I say, so uh, quickly, uh, the slow-mo TV game. Yes. Yeah. Some were very... Half speed TV. Some were doable. Yeah. Okay. Friends. I don't know if you have friends there. I do. I have them. Ready, but I'm telling you, I don't think David Schwimmer or Matt LeBow or LeBeau or Matt... LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Matt, there's too many Matts in my life. Matt LeBlanc. I don't think they could tell who that was. Play that one really? one more time. Okay, but this is... It's not just a clip from a show. This is like the clip. The clip. The the clip. I, yeah. I get it. Let, let's hear that one one more time. And don't think... You can't think friends okay. when okay. we're doing it. Think okay. Alf. Think Alf. Okay. All right. We were on the break. <laughs> It's it does Alfie. sound a little werewolf. I don't know that that one's good. South Park, no qualms. Okay. South Park was easy, right? Easy. It was great. That was easy. Friends, the tough part. We were on the break. I can see that. By the way, also you're a little bit nervous because you're on the phone with us. Right. And you can't really hear on the phone so well. So, you know. Yeah. All right. Corolla so Adam is, would like to buy that collar a TCL TV. That's so I would, nice of you. Five inches. That's so nice. That's right. <laughs> um, Mr. Corolla is playing uh, next weekend. By the way, with his uh, Adam Corolla is unprepared. Three big shows at the uh, the first one is the Friday night at the Canyon Montclair, and then Saturday and Sunday you're going to be at the Rose in Pasadena and Canyon Club in Agoura Hills with our friend Adam Ray opening up. You can get all the information of all the dates and uh, tickets start as low as twenty five bucks. AdamCorolla.com. May I ask you one more super geeky? Uh, radio question mm -hmm. because uh, I always like to think that we are friends mm -hmm. but then we never ever ever talk to each other except when we're on the radio that's so I don't my know question though Bean is why what is it about you that makes you think you're Adam's friend although you get along really well when, I love when you I, talk to him once a can year can I say this with Bean I think we all have it it's an unspoken unspoken <laughs> okay. It's an unspoken not speaking. Okay. You know what I mean? But you know in your heart of hearts that you're friends. Like when you pass someone on the street you don't know. Right. You don't speak. It, it goes unspoken. Right. We have saying, an yeah. unspoken, unspoken being. But are we friends, Adam? I like the, I mean, I don't know. I shall speak. I I look I think they're well. First off, you moved, so you're like uh, well, yeah, it's not like we can't hang or out. something, right. Right. right? And I have point too, and that is the bee's not like a a friend type. Hey, I, t I text you. Let's go out for to have lunch. Let's. Did you see blah blah blah? He's not really an interactive guy. Well, I feel like he is. That's true. I mean, look, his mistress is the C. And we all take a back seat <laughs> to that love, right? <laughs> now, no, I will I, say it's true that, it, that I, I'll, I'll tell you this. No, that's a very good point because we always bring up like Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel's a friend kind of guy. Yes. So if you're not friends with Jimmy Kimmel, it means something. That's on you. Yeah, not being friends mm -hmm. with Bean is like not being friends with a reptile. It's like, <laughs> like you yes. know, that iguana's giving me the stink eye. I don't know. I think he just wants to eat. I don't know. I'm taking this personally. You shouldn't. 
It's an iguana. Right. It's a reptile. It's a turtle. It sits in a cage with a heat lamp. That's all. Don't take it personally. Now, if a dog doesn't like you, yeah. that's a neat. If you got a sure. Labrador giving you the cold shoulder, time to look in the mirror. But B's not a Labrador. He's a reptile. He's a garden <laughs> snake. Wow, is this where you saw He just going, sits in a terrarium no, all day with a heat lamp. <laughs> But no, you don't I mean, take it, it personally. In answer to your question, yes, you're best friends. <laughs> Look at that like snake. It. He's wagging his tail because I came home. <laughs> I will say, though, that when I lived in Seattle, a couple of times that Adam was up there doing his stand-up, we did make a point to get together oh. and go out and have a meal. So we did see each other. That's that huge is for being. That oh, does that mean you're oh, best yeah. friends. All right. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's the question. I've done that twice with here's, me. Here's the question I have, real quick, Adam. And mm. forgive me if this is uh, if this is old ground, but I am just uh, fascinated because I don't think I've ever asked you personally. Was there a time where you and Jimmy Kimmel were offered millions of dollars to do a national radio show? There was a time early on mm-hmm. when I think KLSX, the station I ended up going and doing the morning show, but years before that, said to me, "We want to do a radio show with you." And I said, what about me and my friend Jimmy? And the answer was, he's a behind-the-scenes producer type, but he's not talent. Wow. He shouldn't be in front of the microphone, but he could be sort of directing the show. And they were absolutely right, correct? <laughs> this is Oscar. This is two-time this is Oscar who's Jimmy Kimmel. This is the beauty of radio. And I said, well, why don't you just let us do like some nighttime test shows? Mm-hmm. And we did some nighttime test Fire shows runs, on yeah. KLSX on like a Saturday, like a Friday night at 10 o'clock or something like that. So we did do like test shows together a couple of times. Evidently, they weren't impressed. Well, here's the thing about radio and radio management. Radio management, if anyone, any young kids listening who are thinking about getting into the management side of radio, you have to have two qualities. Mm-hmm. A, you have to be wrong. And B, you have to be willing to ride that horrible decision into the ground. So you know what I'm saying? That's you so have true. to hear me and Jimmy do two hours of radio and go, I knew it. I told you. Behind the scenes. <laughs> So remember, wrong, but you have to have a correct. pitbull's like grip you it. on, yeah. <laughs> on you being have no incorrect. idea how true right. that is. You got to hang on with both hands. <laughs> oh, now, you guys clearly, I mean, it clearly worked out well for both of you. I mean, obviously, you know, look at where you are. But um, that could have happened. That could have been like a national syndicated show. To this day, you and Jimmy could have been doing radio had somebody said yes. You know, Jimmy time, has right? a gig now, right? No, I'm saying it okay. worked out much better for both of them that it didn't come through. But there was a time where you probably thought, wow, that would be so great to do that. Yeah, I, you know, Jimmy's heart, as you guys know, I think it's safe to say, like, Jimmy loves radio, is sort of hearts and radio. You know, like, Bean is a radio guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jimmy's not to that level, but I'm a yeah. radio reptile, but Radio yeah. and reptiles. Yeah. Those are the two R's. He loves that. <laughs> and Jimmy is that guy, like, in his, in his heart of hearts. Like, I don't know in a weird way, maybe it's like every guy has their year of Playboy they watch. Like, when they're in high school, there's that Playboy that your dad had that you'd sneak a peek of. Radio's sort of that way. If you get into it early and you're at the right age and it kind of gets under your skin, I think you're always that radio person at heart. And I think yeah. Jimmy is that radio person. Yeah. But well, also is that TV person. That's annoying. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. I, I wish uh, 
Uh, thank God he doesn't make movies. That's my <laughs> that's my honest opinion. Nice job, dumbass. <laughs> All right. Adam Rolla is our guest. It's oh, always fun. can I say this quickly, yeah, Bean? Yes. You guys are talking about ghosts. You want my input on ghosts? Yeah, when we come back. Because we, yeah. we, okay. we do have to take a break. We'll yeah. be right back with Adam Carolla on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Comedian, podcast host, writer, director, producer, friend of the show, ace man in uh, town for three big shows. Next week, you can go to adamcarolla.com if you want to see Adam Carolla is unprepared. This is where you do not show up with any jokes, right? This is where people just make suggestions of things for you to riff on, and that works for you. Well, this was uh, Mr. Kimmel's idea, mm-hmm. and uh, I the first half of the show, first half hour is just stand-up, and then the second half, everyone in the audience, before the show gets a ping-pong ball... And they write down one word on that ping pong ball, and we have someone come up and pull it out of a hopper randomly, and whatever that ball says, I must do stand up on. Oh For how gosh. long? Is there a limit? Uh, At least how many minutes? Until you, you put together uh, a bit, you know, three to five minutes, some right. shorter, some longer. And uh, some of them are easy, like if you get something like traffic or marriage mm-hmm. or something like that. But once I got one, I got uh, Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done any jokes or stand up or had any thoughts about Belgium. You know, r- random. Some some people will try to cross you up with just random words. Oh, I yeah. assume most of the audience, if they're like me, I would say, "What can Adam not make funny?" Right, and write it on the ball. Yeah, it's a kind of a combo of fu- things that people know are going to get a reaction, like taxes, right, and then things that just tope. <laughs> like it's just like a, a color. Have you ever just said not doing that? Pick another one. No, I, you I, a part part of the the game is whatever comes out of the hopper, you must do. That's stand unbelievable. Up so, how, what did you even know about Belgium to riff on? I, I don't know anything about Belgium. I waffles, I know I know there's waffles yeah. and I know there's Belgium beer. And I think uh, those people, I don't know what they do for lunch, because I know what they do for breakfast, <laughs> and I know what they do at night. I, it, it's it's a, quite an extreme. Belgium should offer up a sandwich, so we think there's something in between the waffles and the beer. But I had no idea. It's all I knew was waffles and beer. <laughs> it's unbelievable, though. All right, yeah. just before uh, we broke, we were talking about ghosts, because Allie brought up the fact that kids can be super scary. Right. And we were talking about, is it a ghost? Is it not a What is it? Um, what's your thought? Well, I here's my thoughts about ghosts. Because okay. everyone always says, are there ghosts? I saw ghosts. I didn't see a ghost. Uh, being you're in New Orleans right now. That's right, yeah. So I've had friends from that part of the country. And if you talk to anybody who was born and raised in New Orleans, they will all tell you a ghost story. I grew up in North Hollywood. Nobody will tell you a ghost story. So okay. it, it can't be regional. I mean, ghosts can't just congregate what if in ghosts one place. like and, New Orleans a lot more than North Hollywood? Well, you figure there'd be one in the Valley Lost Village ghost? area, Encino adjacent. Nobody in the entire San Fernando Valley. It's not like a guy I knew from Chatsworth went, oh, yeah. My house was filled with ghosts. So it says to me they don't really exist because they would exist in North Hollywood as equally as they exist in New Orleans because everyone has grandparents who die or the elderly or or whatever that is. So I don't believe in ghosts. But I am thinking, like, we don't really need ghosts in Los Angeles because we have homeless people. And those will be the scary stories our kids have growing up. Like, 
you don't need a goat. Like, it, you know, when you're young, it's like, oh, there was, a, there was a little girl, and she was looking for her dolly, and she was in the corner, and then she was gone. We would go, oh, we had a guy named Gus, and he would take a dump in our potted plant when we'd pull up the driveway. It would freak us out. You know what I mean? Like so we, you have, think we have the homeless. So you think it's the power of suggestion and all these stories that seem to happen in a place like New Orleans where kids hear those stories and then... Hand right. it down, hand it down. All right, so let me down. ask you a question then. Mm. So my story about my daughter. She's mm -hmm. maybe four. Yes. Da Daddy, who's that? She's looking in the corner. Dark room, no one there. Brown recluse what spider. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to pounce. But Daddy ignored it. <laughs> but that was in Tarzana. That That's San Fernando Valley. I know, but like you can't do any all the stuff we do with kids. I I blame Whitney Houston because she's like they're our future, and I'm like nah, they really don't know jack squat about anything. They say dumb stuff all day. Some long. of them maybe our future. Some yeah, no. do the math. They have to be. But <laughs> Allie, what about the present? What, what about your? Was it uh, Ventura, Santa Barbara? Where Montecito, was it? yeah, Montecito, where you were convinced weird that stuff happening up ghosts there. Ghosts moved your suitcase, yeah. right? Moved to suitcase, flipping lights off and on, walking at night. I'm Adam, telling you, things uh, happen. She and her friends left because of this. Because somebody moved a suitcase? Because a ghost moved a suitcase, yes. <laughs> and then there was also a closet that just wound up being a little, like, trap door where people could... It was weird. It was a weird house. Well, hold on. A, a ghost that moves your suitcase. Mm -hmm. Is that like... <laughs> yeah. I Granted. had a ghost. A ghost rinsed out my coffee mug. <laughs> that is helpful. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So they're Maybe not all bad. No, you drop it in the entry hall. Next thing you know, it's in your bedroom. <laughs> it was on my bed. Is that a problem? <laughs> it was. It was very helpful. You're right. Yeah. You're right. A ghost put toothpaste on my toothbrush and then put the cap back on. So you're saying it's absurd for her to think that it's a ghost that moved the suitcase, but... I don't know... What if there's no other explanation? That's the thing. I'm saying if we were pitching Eli Roth a movie mm -hmm. and we're like, here's what happens. <laughs> These gals go to they go up to wine country, right? Right. Suitcase set down next to front door. Uh -huh. Next thing you know, it's a little further from where it was. Right. All right. Now right? I see this spinning off. This could be toiletry bag that yeah. got moved. Good. This could be carry on. Mm -hmm. There's roller the suitcases. Themselves. Yeah, I mean, it just keeps going. He's what do you in. think? Eli huh? Roth has bought this. Yeah, yeah. this is already yeah. a movie. I will say that Allie and her friends may have had a beverage. We were drinking heavily. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That. This is a this is sort of like when we used to do Love Line. We'd do that. We'd always get this phone call like every third week. There'd be like, uh, I'm pretty sure I was drugged at the bar. It's like, well, what happened? Well, we're doing Jello shots. <laughs> At, at 10 a.m., right? <laughs> and then we started drinking Boilermakers at noon, all mm -hmm. right? Then we were drinking Bloody Marys, and then we were doing uh, naval shots, I think, and then we are just drinking Jägermeister <laughs> from a Boda bag. And somewhere around <laughs> 2, the room started to spin around. I think I was drugged. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was drugged. I stood up. I was disoriented. Right, I mean, right. no other you, explanation. You drank a boot full of tequila before 2 p.m. That's why you're a little disoriented when you stood up. <laughs> so I'm saying maybe you just got drunk and kicked the bag. Maybe I moved it. Maybe Adam, you moved uh, it. I'd love to I'm see saying. video of that. And just see how it While we're on the topic of ghosts, it's <laughs> a very easy trans transition because Tom DeLong is following you on the show today. Oh, I love Tom. Thoughts on uh, visitors from other worlds? 
Oh, yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is something we used to poo-poo quite a bit, but uh, there's footage now, and I the believe. stuff is You're pretty good. You're changing your mind? Well, here's what I'm changing my mind based on, which is when I was growing up, Leonard Nimoy would show you a pie tin, and they'd make weird noise, and they'd go, might it be a UFO? And you'd go, no, nah, because I can see the string and the guy <laughs> holding the stick. Now they have footage, like cockpit footage, from F-18 fighter pilots showing these things moving in the radar. and you're, In and ways that stuff ways we know can't move that way. Can't move that way. Right. And, and you does not exist to fly like that. And, like, if you're going to... The whole thing about UFOs in the past, it was always farmers. And you can't take farmers' words for anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't do anything. They have no education. They oftentimes have sex with livestock. You can't believe think, them. That may be a bit of a... I said oftentimes, okay, not all... all the time. I'm not going to besmirch all farmers, but what I'm saying is you can't believe those people. Mm-hmm. All right, but F-18 pilots, those yeah. are super sober, trained dudes. Yeah, who these are, are top gun dudes. Yeah. Yeah, they're, legit. Not, they're not prone to hyperbole. When yeah. they, something is on the radar screen, there's, they have to know what it is. They have to identify it in case it's a bogey. Are you... <laughs> are, you are you comfortable with the explanation being we just don't know? Or do you have to fall on one side or the other of alien or not? Well, if you think about the technology we have, I think we're just going to see more and more of this footage. Someone will have to explain it. We never know if it's us. Is it Area 51? Is this stuff we're experimenting with? Is it stuff Russia or China's experimenting with? But I tend to think differently about it now than I did 15 years You've ago because there's your more mind. This, is the first time, this is the first time Adam Carolla has ever changed his mind on anything. Well, I will say this. It's momentous. I think OJ is guilty. <laughs> okay. Whoa. But this That is, is a turnaround. But, but, Kevin. Yes. If somebody said, I'm a neighbor and I had a ring doorbell prototype mm-hmm. back in 1994 and I see OJ coming by and offering his uh, ex-wife a scone and then leaving for the airport. Yeah. And then a guy that Faye Resnick knew because she ordered a, a dime bag of marijuana from jump out of a suburban and kill her. And it's all on camera. Right. I would change my mind about OJ. All right, so good that's point. the only other thing that you might it's a good point. change your mind There's on. new evidence. That's I'm, all you're I'm saying. I'm resolute about things, but if I see footage okay. of something that can change my mind, I shall Fair believe. All right. If you want to tell me about kicking a suitcase when you're drunk, I'm going to call you a liar. <laughs> <laughs> AdamCarolla.com for three big shows next weekend. It's a hilarious time, you guys. Definitely go see it. And how many podcasts are you up to now, Adam, before we say goodbye? Like 16. I mean, wow, I, that's I, not no, very many. No, I, it's probably about seven. It's unbelievable. Don't you ever get tired of hearing yourself talk? Hold on. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock, KROQ. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Allie's here with what's happening on a Wednesday. Guys, we need to talk about the Face app. The Face app, yes. It was popular a long time ago. It's now making this resurgence because people are all posting themselves looking old. Isn't this funny? Look at me. I'm old. (laughs) Yeah, I think they made some upgrades to the software where the pictures are astonishing now. So I saw a few. I saw a few and I was like, oh, I should get the face app. And Mm -hmm. I already owned it. I just had to re-download it. It's just I hadn't used it in a long time. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure. I feel like you uh-huh. are wagging your finger at us I for enjoying the face app. Listen, I feel like something, something, you're about to hit us with something. Enjoy the face app all you want. But then when you see your face in ads all around the world, or if you see your face being used to something and they're making a ton of money off of you, don't come crying to me. How? Because you what? sign that away if you read their privacy Who reads report, the privacy report? Nobody. Nobody. Here's the thing. You're giving them a license to use your photos, your name, your username, your likeness for any purpose, including commercial purposes, like on a billboard or internet ad. There is one part of the app where you could say, you know, access to your photo library. If you click no, they can't access your library. They can access your, your whole, photo library? whole library. What? Even Kevin, we're going to be famous. Even those screenshots. <laughs> I don't think we want to be famous that way, Bean. Screenshots you have of, of your banking number or what? around anything like that. They have that. There is a part on the app where you could say, don't give them access. They can only use the camera access. Well, now they have access to your camera, but is it only for that one photo? We don't know, you guys, but it does collect the pictures that you upload to the service. So keep in mind for any selfies that you take. All right, let me ask you a technical question. So, also, Russian, right? That right there should scare it's you. It's a people. Russian it's app. It's a Russian app. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. So, when you say you upload it, that means you upload your picture and then it makes. So, what I've already done. Uh-huh. You've seen my photo. So I, what I've already done, it's already, it's they over? It's actually, over for me? Uh, there are different um, people that are writing different things about it, but they're putting it up into the cloud. They're not actually using your photo and then doing it on their service. It's going up to the cloud first. Okay. That's not good. I mean, uh, there's going to be a lot of buyers for the sexy Kevin Bean uh, face app old age <laughs> photos. I'll tell you that. Everybody's going to want us for ads. <laughs> uh, I guess you didn't hear me when I said a lot of you didn't press just for this app, just camera access only. A lot of you are using old photos like you, Bean. Were you using an old photo or were yes, you? Yes, I used a photo from my uh, from my library from, oh, from like a year ago. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Why are you saying like that? Because they have, they have access. access to your whole library now. 
What am I going to do? It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny picture out of it. I Ellie. agree. And listen. <laughs> to say they don't have all this anyway. Let's be honest. Everything on their phone, someone has somewhere. It's true. Just, you know, to the degree that you want to just actively give it to them. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I still think I'm comfortable with the trade-off. Let them have access to everything I've ever done or known because I got a, a fun picture out of it. Okay. All right. But thank you that's, for, uh, that's a hell of a payoff for you, B. <laughs> thank they you can use your whole photo uh, library. Right. You get one photo where you look like you aged 10 years, and it's worth it. I'm just saying a lot of people thinking about those pictures in their in their libraries right now. Okay. Your all, whole photo library. All the right. D-pics? Access to yeah. all your D-pics. Yeah, that might be deleting here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't worry about deleting it. They already have access. Oh, right. It's too late. Okay. Let's talk some birthdays, shall we? That Billy was not Lord. Fun. I did not enjoy that it story. It wasn't a fun, fun little update, but no. that's all we have. Uh, Billy Lord, happy birthday. Carrie Hart, Donald Sutherland, and David Hasselhoff. Why do you like doing this to yourself? Because I'm a lot of money. I'm a drum Tell me you're going to stop drinking. Tell me right now. Or I'm, I'm not going to talk to you ever again. And I would totally disown you because it's not fair to meet your family. I mean, I don't what you're love doing. this sound. I'll right? be fine. <laughs> That let's, wasn't the, yeah, that's the clip not, I could have used. Yeah, let's use something that kind of lifts, lifts someone up. And okay, it's how, about, how about this one? Yeah, how about this one? It's also a sexy audience. There how about go. that one? There Done. you go. That's Done a better and one. thank you. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Six point seven K Rock is K R O Q. This is the Kevin and Bean Show at seven minutes after eight o'clock, and that is Angels and Airwaves. Rebel Girl. Whatever happened to Tom DeLonge? By the way, we haven't had him on the show in a long time. I can't. I right? Can't. Hi guys. Oh, what? Hey, Tom. You guys. Tom, it's Tom how'd you get in here? I heard you talking about me. <laughs> Oh, no. If that was the case, you would have been here a long time ago. <laughs> you, just, you just say my name, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> well, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. This was a wonderful morning. I got up at 5 in the morning, rode a motorcycle up to see you guys. I had my second thing of coffee. This is great. You wow. drove from San Diego, or I, rode, I guess you'd I, say. I rode uh-huh. uh, and just blasting music, just All right. doing my thing, cutting. How long? Took me about 90 minutes. Wow. But in a, a car, of, it's like three to four hours. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, Tom, say, you've been a motorcyclist a long time, but a lot of people say Southern California is not where you want to be because cars just do not they do not respect cyclists or don't see them. And it's just... Yeah, cr- just don't pay attention. Cr- yeah, don't pay attention. Cra- and so much traffic, it's crazy dangerous. You ever get, get worried about uh, it? Uh, well, you know, there's... Uh, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> you know, but but you know, you can't really do anything for a guy like me that works in LA so much, you know, you just gotta you gotta do it. But um but it's super fun. You know, I grew up skateboarding and I, I skateboarding in me was like, 
you know, it was my first transportation. You feel the vibration of the ground. You feel the motion in your inner ear. And motorcycles are kind of the same way, you know. But uh, So it's worth it. It's worth good it. for you. It's a good hobby. Well, we just played the new Angels in Airwaves. And that is, uh, that's a great song, by the way, Rebel Girl. And you, I mean, yeah. I know you've been kind of, music has been uh, leaking out every year or two. You know, you've been continuing to release music. But the touring has not been happening at all. But now you have some time. You're actually taking the band back out oh, on the road. I know. It's crazy. I this, yes, so I had six years or something, right? Yeah, I haven't been touring because I. What happened was, is about twelve years ago, I started Angels and Airways when Blink first broke up um, to be an art project where it was a mix of transmedia. It was like, okay, let's do films and music together, and let's just do something totally different. So I, then I was like, okay, well, I need to create a company to make f these feature films. And then I was like, okay, it's going to be easier to finance these movies if they were books. We became a publisher. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like this company is is like this little science fiction Disney kind of thing. And it was really a lot of work. And one of the stories was about UFOs. And then I just got super involved with the U.S. government and all this stuff. And it really took me out of having any time to play music. Um, so the past, uh, yeah, I haven't done it for like seven years. And now it just really mapped up to where I saw an opportunity to, to bring Angels back and go on the road just for a little bit. Because Blink's really monopolizing. Like if I was going to do Blink, I was like, okay, I can't do anything else because it's, right. it just, it's just a machine that goes all the time. Um, so Angels, like, okay, I'll just go out for these like four weeks. This is cool. And then the, the tour sold out in like 11 minutes. Not the whole thing, but a big chunk of it. And I sat back and I was like, oh my God, like... Okay, well, we I might do this, yeah. Yeah, so so we were, okay, well, let's let's put the album on a label. Let's do this, let's do this. And next thing you know, it's like full time. Can I, I go know. back? Can I just uh, go back about halfway through that answer and say, so then I started dealing with the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. how, how did that start? How did, the, you get, how did you get anyone to take your call? Uh, what, what was the first time? Yeah, I did the crank calls at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crank calls. <laughs> oh, um, sure, sure. You Tom. just call up, say you're a general, and they'll talk to you. <laughs> um, no, I uh, because I mean they hear from a lot of citizens who have questions, but usually they just don't talk to them. They just ignore them. Somehow you were able to not not only get people on the phone, but get people on the record and start really getting stuff out to the public that had never been available before. And that's a is that just due to your sheer tenacity? It really kind of was uh, I basically the very beginning of it I was playing a lot of very important people off each other it was really kind of funny I was just making things up I was like hey I'm talking to so and so and I go to that guy well like, hey I'm talking to so and so and you weren't talking to anybody oh, I kind of was but it was more like handshakes and hellos <laughs> you know um, <laughs> so they believed you were talking to somebody else so they thought oh it's safe it's legit kind of but basically really what happened was is I I didn't take no for an answer and I was of service like you can't go into the topic of UFOs not knock on doors and think they're going to read you into anything and tell you it's it's national security. But I but I spent 20 some years studying this so I knew what was going on and I had a couple different angles that that you will never see on the internet. You'll never see people talking about it in the ufology kind of websites. And uh, so I went in saying, look, this is what's going on, and I understand it, and I understand the national security implications of it, but I have something I can do for you, and this is my plan of how to commu communicate to young people and start bringing this out for the first time. You can't tell us, I assume, who the biggest official is you talked to you know, in the early days. Somebody who made you feel like, oh, wow, this is really going to be something. Oh, well, yeah, I got connected. Um, I went through... Um, some I got to be careful with how I say certain things. There, I went through some de Department of Defense officials, mm -hmm. and then I went through NASA, 
And I eventually got uh, connected to the, the general who holds the keys to all this stuff, like oh. a, a multi-star. Wow. And um, and but it was hard to get to him. I had a, it should be. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I had to really, really plead my case uh, as to why this was good for the country, what it was good for young people, what was good for the world, and how I can help. And uh, and then they finally said, okay, we're going to introduce you to somebody. And when that happened, it was like, oh my god, because that 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 conversation was life changing. That was me in the back of a booth um, with this guy um, that sat down at the table in in a vacant restaurant. And that hour conversation, like, were I, you I, nervous as hell oh, sitting across from? <laughs> yeah, super nervous because this topic's really scary. It's like you know, UFOs. Oh wow, there's these things in the sky. Well, it's much bigger than that. It's much, 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 much bigger than Tom, that. Tom White. There's stigma because on even the topic of ufology, even though there's science involved, and that's what you're I mean, you're not dealing with this from a fantasy perspective, you're dealing from a facts perspective. Yet, still, people hear Tom DeLong and UFO or anybody in UFO and they think tinfoil hats. Why? Because what happened was, is when we found out what was going on after World War II, uh, kind of during World War II. Um, it scared the hell out of everybody involved. And so what they did was they said, we got to figure out what this subject is, what this topic is. We got to figure out what it is, who it is, what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. And we need to do it in crazy secrecy because this is really, really, really advanced stuff. And what was the really, really advanced stuff? Well, the machinery, you know, which the, is what the the crafts itself, aircrafts. The, well, they're not even really air; they're they're transmedium, you know. So you have this sphere. Okay, now I'm just gonna say it's this point right here where everybody goes, "Tom's crazy." Yeah, well, you know what I mean, like yeah. not me. Just, well, I, let me, no, I'm just saying it feels <laughs> like hanging in everywhere. Oh, like I have no idea. Well, let me let me explain why <laughs> okay. why it's the tinfoil hat thing is so what they did was is the government slipped operatives you know over decades into these ufo ufo groups and into the news and just made everyone think it was dumb but it was for good reason because they didn't want people to understand it was real they didn't want people freaking out they didn't want congress freaking out and eventually what that would have done is exposed what they were trying to do, which was really a crash course on understanding what this was. What the hell was it? You know, so just keep everyone thinking it's stupid. That way it doesn't boil up before they're ready to talk. Do we about have it. an alien ship of some type? Oh, I, yeah, I no comment on that. What do you just, know, Tom? Uh, there's a just lot of Just shake your head not. yes or no. This is radio. I'm so. not he's shaking his head. Oh, I'm he's on not. camera. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that, but yeah, sure. Have you ever <laughs> encountered an alien? Uh, no, but I've had some really interesting experiences, yeah. Do you believe, as I do, there could be an alien in this room right now? Uh, you, you know, there might be. Um, <gasps> but, 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 oh, yeah! Ali's <laughs> no, so happy no, right but, now. Uh, I will tell you this. Um, I have uh, met very, very, very high-ranking intelligence officials. Name them. Um, that <laughs> have had encounters. Experiences. Direct, Is that right? Direct, direct encounters. En- yeah, there's actually... Um, some really unnerving aspects as as to far, you know, there's one thing, there's one program where there's hundreds of operatives that have been having contact and they're trying to figure out what that's all about. All right, we need to take a break. No, we we don't. Yes, we need to take a break. No commercials. But when we come back, we'll pick it up right there. (laughs) With these officials and hundreds of 
Interaction. Tom DeLonge is here. Rebel Girl is the latest single. No release date yet for the new album, but we'll talk more with Tom about Angels and Airwaves uh, and uh, obviously the uh, UFO investigation show from the History Channel. We had in one of your boys for that, by the way, Tom. Yep, Lou. I heard. Yeah, we had he, Lou. he was in charge of the of the UFO program he, for the United States. Up he until... didn't want to tell us anything, man. I'll tell well, you that. It's very. I can talk because I don't. I don't have a uh, what's called a, a TSSCI clearance like him. He's gets polygraphed every few months. So wow, gotcha. Fair enough. This is a great uh, great conversation, our friend Tom. DeLong is back on K-Rock. We'll return in a moment. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. And we are here with Tom DeLong talking angels and airwaves. Uh, they're going to be playing four shows in October. Uh, one, at the, uh, one at the Belasco Theater, one at the Blues... House of Blues, Anaheim, and uh, another one at the Belasco Theater. Most of those are sold out. First two are sold out, but well, did you enjoy that? Bean? Counting. Did that you enjoy good. that? Bean? <laughs> two Belasco shows, two right. House of Blues shows. Thank you. Two are sold out. Two are not. You can go to angelsandairwaves.com <laughs> for all the details. I feel Tom, I said it just as well. Tom, um, you are the co-founder and president of the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science, and I think people uh, have a vague understanding of what it is you've been doing over the past few years, but talk for a moment, brag for a moment about how you really kind of have changed this conversation. I mean, the work that you have been doing, much of which has been unheralded, has really revealed things that were unknown to the public before, and you should be very proud of that. Yeah, you know, I am. I I brought out the first 3D classified videos of UFOs ever. Uh, They were given to me to the Stars Academy, brought them out. I assembled a team of very, very high-ranking government officials from the CIA, Department of Defense, um, other three-letter agencies, and so on. Um, One of the heads of the Skunk Works, Lockheed Martin, um, think, you know, Skunk Works built Area 51, you know, for the U-2 spy plane back in the day. So these are very, very, uh, you know, kind of an elite team of individuals that all have experience with this subject. They all came together because I created a vehicle that has three divisions, entertainment, science, and aerospace. And the whole goal of this is to create... um, a vehicle for the disclosure of the UFO phenomenon and various other things because, you know. So your goal is to eventually get this information out there. Well, we've already been doing it. So for the past 24 months, we've been heavily involved briefing the Senate and multiple committees in Congress. Um, We're the ones that set up uh, the mechanism that you've been reading about where it says, you know, a formal reporting process of UFOs within the Navy and the Navy came out and admitted that UFOs were real. That's all us. Um, So we've been bringing the people from the various departments in the Pentagon over to Congress for the first time in 70 years. There are a few senators that knew about this. If you watched our show on the History Channel, the last episode, Harry Reid, majority leader of the Senate, um, ran the program that Lou uh, was the program director who now works for me, but Lou was on your show. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Reid was on the show and he was talking about, but there's only a couple senators that knew. So we set up the situation to where they can all get briefed and it's been happening like wildfire. So what's happening slowly is the stigma's going off. People are starting to realize, oh my God, this is real. And it's not just people in urban areas that see this stuff. It is pilots and generals and astronauts and everything else. And and uh, and it's not just a 20 incidents. It's thousands and thousands of incidents. Now, Why aren't would- there better pictures Tom, there are, uh, there are, but a lot of them are classified for various reasons too. It's funny the the UFO in a video isn't classified, but where they caught the photo might be, you know, on what system it might be. So that's the problem. It's like, okay, we weren't supposed to be over Russia or something, you know, it's like, or the camera is like so crazy good that we don't want anyone to know we can take pictures like that. So it's things like that that make it difficult. So would you say the one of the main reasons that the government wanted it to, you know, people there to be a stigma so long ago and for just little itty bitty things to be leaking out now is because it would terrify people 
And is it a matter of just sovereignty? Yeah, it's uh, it would terrify people. What um, would ter- terrify? Can you? Um, I think it's the the idea that you know there's there's something here. Yeah, humans aren't the elite beings. It, there's, there's something here that's potentially millions of years more advanced than us, and it can do things that we can barely even fathom. And Holly's uh, d- so happy right now. I'm that, so stoked. And what that means is that humans may not be alone or in charge. And we're not know? that important, which freaks people out. Yeah, but that also is like one of my big pitches to the generals I first started meeting with. I was just like, you know, you guys are out fighting all these wars based on belief systems, but if you if you really attack the core issue, we might start coming together as a planet. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of what my hope is with all this stuff. That's what the day decades. the Earth stood still was about. Yeah, well, exactly. And I and a lot of a lot of even Independence Day was like about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the reality is is that once we realize that the universe is teeming with life, that there's billions of galaxies for a reason, you know. Um, the, and it's just so weird. That I, I remember I watched this documentary where they put a seatbelt in a Ford car, and they're like, "Well, that was a good idea," you know. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, you know, we see billions of galaxies, but yet we're still not really computing that yeah. that there's life everywhere, and there is. So, will we, there be a time in our lifetime, Tom? where it will be publicly accepted and acknowledged that they are here? It's coming. So that's what we've been doing. So at To The Stars, we have been specifically involved in three things, which is getting ready to bring out the stories, um, studying it with the public and really big you know, AI database um, algorithms and all this different stuff. And then the third thing is building the technology. So we're active in all three of those. So kinds. you're saying it's coming so fast. Five, 10 years, 15, 20 years, I th- I think, 20, 30 years. I think within the next f- three to five years, you're going to start hearing rumblings of hearings. <laughs> I don't and, want, okay, and, but and, something more substantial than rumblings of hearings. No, 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 because this is a big deal. You you're going to hear so, whispers of rumors and rumblings uh, of no, hearings, Kevin. I, Come on, I think, we're almost there. I think you'll start to hear the pressure building to have congressional hearings Oh, on I this. see, okay. And then once that happens, things get a little scary because then on a public level, they have to act on this. Now, what does that mean? What are they going to do? Now, you know, I, 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 I know a lot of things of what we've done, but the idea of those things happening on a public, you know, forum it's just it's terrifying it could be chaos it could be chaos you yeah, know what are you gonna yeah. do like have a landing or something yeah. maybe maybe you know oh, like wow. who knows you know you i don't brought know up, uh this is the voice of our friend at tom DeLong, angels and airwaves here on k-rock talking about among other things the to the stars academy of arts and science you brought up uh, area 51 and i think you knew i i had to ask your reaction to what started out as a joke but then kind of exploded on the internet i, know, about I saw that, that. Yeah, let's uh, let's storm Area Fifty One. Let's see them aliens, as it said. <laughs> dem, be, let's see them aliens. Dem yeah. aliens. Sure. You would be against that, and you would. Pro- uh, my guess is, uh, r- advise people that the Air Force would take that, that seriously if people tried to get on the. Base. Oh my God, they would take it seriously. I, this is, you know, uh, I I totally advise people against it for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's not going to change anything. Number two, people can get hurt. You know, and number three, there's really good reasons for things being secret. And I used to think that it was because we couldn't handle it or I used to think because you know these guys want power and it's about oil money it's all these stupid conspirators it's none of those things it's scary you know and uh, you have a bunch of guys that do not sleep at night that are dealing with this stuff so we can go to soccer games and all that the real way to get change uh, is is dealing with with a corporate issue. It's a bureau, bureaucratic issue. Mm-hmm. The way things are kept secret are mechanisms that are there since World War II for really good reason. So what we need to do is change the law, and the law would pry it 
pry the mechanism loose of how it's secret. Because right now, I mean, there's things, there's, they have these things called skiffs that are like compartmented rooms of the way they're built. They're certified so no one can eavesdrop. It's for top secret com- communication, you know, a, a conference room table where no one can listen, right? Yeah. Anything that's said in that room is owned by the room. So if you go into that room and you say something about this subject, that little moment can never leave that room or you'll go to prison. That has nothing to do with UFOs hmm. or ISIS. It's just the way security law works. So if they found a bunch of stuff out, talked about it in that room, unless there's a law, we can't pry that conversation out of that room. That's just but, the way it's like that, that's kind of an, an example of how you we also need to agree. a law that was made that had really nothing to do with what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. just but the way you also works. agree though that the government has the right to protect state secrets. Oh my god. Public, we yeah. don't as the public we don't we we're not owed explanations on things that we shouldn't know. N- we not at all. Yeah, we we have we're just ignorant to how it works and why it works that way. And now that I I'm, you know, I'm playing in these waters, I'm like I'm consistently Wowed by what they have to deal with and how what the stakes are. That that's the big deal. Like I, I, I remember when I was doing this early on, and I was just so gung ho about getting this stuff out, whatever. And and I know I I got uh, uh I got to be a little careful with some of this, but I got I got brought into something, and they sat me down. And they said, um, you know, first it was like we need to know who the f you are. You know, we need to know who the F you're talking to. Uh, it was crazy. It was like two days of hardcore questioning. And you're lucky you didn't end up in Guantanamo. I, I was I was pretty scared, to be honest. And and I remember I talked my way out of this. And they said, well, let me just give you an idea of the stakes of what you're playing with. You know, and something was said to me. And I didn't sleep for like three nights. I was like, oh, my God. I just, you just don't have any idea as a civilian the enormity of these things. And so we make up these That stories. sounds very threatening. Well, like, some, like something could happen if aliens who are here wanted something to happen. It could, well, and it would be bad for all of us. You know, whatever these things are, you know, they're moving. I mean, we have a, a Top Gun. Um, there's a there's two Top there's a Top Gun graduates pilots, and they graduate radar operators. Mm-hmm. On our show, uh, on the History Channel, one of the guys was a Top Gun graduate. He controlled the entire airspace around the USS Nimitz when one of these videos that we brought out um, and he was watching over a four-day period. One hundred of these craft came in from space over a four-day period. Wow! One hundred, and they went from eighty thousand feet to sea level in point seven eight seconds. Like, okay. Boom! So, what kind of tech? I mean, you're dealing with technologies that are so advanced. I mean, it was captured on the Aegis Spy Spy One radar, which is the most advanced radars we have. It's an entire. The Princeton was an entire radar ship. You know, this is the most elite, sophisticated. Can you get Ali and me abducted? That's what the point of this I is. I can, but it's we just both want to go. It's just not going to be like. It's not going to be great for us. You're saying no because it just. I don't think Bean cares. It's. I think it's just more. It's more of a sexual thing. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a human thing. Ali's There's up no for butt stuff. I am yeah, I'll do butt, butt stuff. stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I'm just um, putting it out there uh, to listeners. This has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> we are out of time. Um, people are behind you on this uh, journey. I know that we all, we all laughed when you left Blake and went off to explore the stars, but something is coming out of it, man, and it's uh, very cool, and I hope you continue to push. Well, thank you, sir, on behalf one, of all of us. I do have one more question. Is it possible you're crazy? Um, like, and then you're meeting with people, and they go, yeah, you're going to be a four-star general. So just put that on. And <laughs> yeah, then... you know, you would think, but it, it's not. I, I knew when I jumped into this, uh, I couldn't even tell the guys in Blink. So I remember they got really upset with me because I couldn't do all the things they wanted to do, but I was already 
being brought in to all this stuff. Now it's coming out and people are going, oh my gosh, he's not, he's not really crazy. This is scary. And this is not science fiction. The UFO subject is very, very, very real. I know this with direct experience with the people I work with, what I work on at my company. Um, and it's starting to come out and I give it a few years and I think it's, it's going to be a, even a much bigger deal than it is. But I appreciate you guys right. letting me talk about it. Of Thank course, you. man. Yeah. We've been looking forward to it. Uh, some tickets available for October 8th and October 9th for Angels and Airwaves. The first two shows are sold out. Go to angelsandairwaves.com. Uh, and what do you think on the new album, Tom? Uh, roughly? When uh, so the new, new Later album. Later this year? Yeah, the new album and a feature film combo come out together. I, I, I co-wrote the movie and I'm directing it. And that's what Angels and Airwaves does is movies and albums, things together, multimedia products. Um, we're looking at uh, probably right after the first of the year. Would okay. Be, would can be you come back in when that happens? I can come back in, yes. All right. We <laughs> hope he can. Am I invited, though? That's the question. <laughs> I'm right? inviting you. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thanks, guys. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-U-Rock. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You guys ready for some radio whiplash? <laughs> you ready to go for Tom DeLonge and Aliens into our friend Michael Snyder from Variety talking about yesterday's Emmy nominations? He's hey, cool, Mike. too. Hey, guys. So did he tell you all the small things about Aliens? Oh, or? you go straight to hell. Right in the file, Michael. We're going right to file it, and we're going to call you the next time we do. Would you like to take that back? <laughs> and hey, I'll listen. already say no, not taking it back. But uh, happy post-Emmy Wednesday, guys. Sure. We weren't sure if we cared about this or not. But when the nomination started coming out, like all TV viewers, we started to have thoughts. And I guess I want to start with this. What was universally considered to be the worst ever season of Game of Thrones gets the most nominations they've ever gotten. That's BS, right, Michael? <laughs> 32 <laughs> nominations for that season? It's a lot of nominations. I mean, remember, a lot of that is below the line. It's crass people. It's, you know, every category from effects to sound uh, editing to music to, you know, a lot of the stuff that people did work, you know, uh, put their uh, blood, sweat, and tears into. So so a lot of those nominations are there. But, yeah, a lot of – almost every actor from the show got nominated. It was still a phenomenon. Yeah, and, let me ask and, you a question, though. Is it based on the fact that Game of Thrones was such a phenomenon more than just this specific season? 
Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think it's, you know, that's a case of, you know, this is a body of work almost nomination. And, uh, you know, the show went out with so much noise that, that I think some of the, the fan disgust with that finale just didn't matter when it came time for people to nominate Game of Thrones. Well, it one of the most frustrating too, too things about the Emmys for me, though, is when they do give these career achievement awards. They'll give somebody an Emmy who's done six years of work and is now, like, a uh, pr- perfect example is when uh, Kyle Chandler won his. It's just like, well, you've been nominated every year and you never win, so it's your turn because it's the last season. Veep may win again because people loved Veep, even though their last season wasn't its strongest. I mean, I guess it's hard for voters to separate the whole show versus the episodes they're being asked to vote on, right? Well, that's been the knock on the Emmys for a long time, is that they generally stick with the tried and true. That's hard to break in because they, they keep, you know, uh, uh, awarding shows for, for way past, the, past their expiration date. You know, like Modern Family for the longest time kept winning. But I think things are changing. If you look at a lot of the nominations this year, it was actually a pleasant surprise, the, the amount of new shows and, and fresh faces that, that did get nominated. So, so I think overall, actually, the, the balance of power is starting to shift. And you're seeing, you know, shows like Schitt's Creek and Fleabag, uh, you know, get nominations which is huge. And not only nominations for Fleabag, every actress from Fleabag got a nomination. That's four women on that show. The only women on the show were all nominated. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, fantastic. It was, it, it, it was great, and it's it's a reminder that you know the voters are starting to pay more attention to critically acclaimed shows that maybe you know don't uh, you know have huge viewership or, or aren't you know widely known in pop culture, but nonetheless are great shows. And and what's cool about you know say say both Fleabag and Schitt's Creek is that you know you have these fantastic performers. Eugene Levy on Schitt's Creek. This is his first nomination since 1983. Uh, That's Catherine crazy. Uh, it, you know, so so it's so great to see those sort of legacy performers get nominations and and uh yeah, they, they spread out the wealth a little bit more this year and so I th- legacy performers like noho hank yes anthony you kerrigan, anthony kerrigan. You, you grew up loving him right Allie? <gasps> i grew up loving like it, i was like nine or ten when i first was like noho hank he means so much to me <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Michael McKean got his first nomination, finally, uh, which is huge. You know, as a guest actor this time for Better Call Saul, but at least they're finally recognizing him. So I wish Rhea Seaborn had gotten a nomination for Kim on that show, she too. She totally, totally should have. That, that was a snub. You know, there were some snubs. There was well, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the snubs. TV. And every time you say there's a snub, you have to take somebody out of a category, I guess, to put somebody in, right? Or is that not the way it works with Emmys? Can they nominate as many as they want in each category? I mean, no, I mean, there, there, there's a limit. You know, there's, there's seven, there's, you know, there's eight, though. I mean, they do change. Yeah, if there's a tie, if, if there's a close, uh, you know, if, if there's a dangling nomination, then they'll push it in. But but for the most part, it's five or six or seven in the major series categories. But that's okay. it. There, there should be room for more just because there's so much TV. Uh, you know, as I hear you guys complain about all the yeah. time, it's true. Yeah. But you just you can't nominate everyone. Now, I've been following in your coverage at Variety, Michael, and I know that you know people were like, where the hell is Big Little Lies outside of the window of eligibility? But let's talk about some actual real snubs, and I want to know what you think the biggest one is because I, I know that for me, I was really surprised to not see Jim Carrey nominated for kidding this is the uh, very different from anything he's ever done before and he's wonderful on that show yeah, I was surprised. There were some big names that, that I had predicted were going to be nominated solely on the fact that they're not only great and, and giving fantastic performances, but are big names. So Jim Carrey was one. Julia Roberts from Homecoming, which unfortunately right. really didn't get a notice, even though I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it didn't get nominated. George Clooney, the Clune Dog. How, how do you not nominate the Clune Dog? <laughs> 
What was if that he's in any, it doesn't matter what he's in. If he's in anything, you nominate him. <laughs> exactly. So, so you know, Catch-22 I thought was pretty strong, and he was great, you know, as a supporting character. But uh, nonetheless, uh, no love for the clunes. <laughs> Who spent the most money for the, le- for the uh, least amount of return uh, this year, Michael? Oh, that's, that's tough to say. Because I know how got- big these campaigns are. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, uh, I, I'll flip it and say Netflix spent a ton of money. It paid off. They got 117 nominations. They're most ever. Uh, Amazon spent a lot of money. They doubled their haul from last year. So so there is a benefit, I think, to actually making some noise and spending that money. Uh, you know, but the funny thing, though, is that HBO didn't spend nearly as much as, say, Netflix, but it got by far the most nominations this year. A huge year for HBO. 137 nominations, most ever in that channel's history. And I think for any channel in history. And let me ask you another question just about how the mechanism works. Um, They don't watch the show for the whole season. There's one episode that these shows nominate and then they just watch that one, right? Well, it depends. Uh, you know, for, for some, it's it's the body of a season, uh, you know, especially for the, the series categories. Uh, and, and then there are some categories, especially in some of the crafts that focus on individual episodes. So so it depends. And that's why you have an interesting situation where you have The Handmaid's Tale, which wasn't eligible as a series because season two was, was last year. But you had a couple of episodes that fell into this eligibility period. So, uh, so some of the talent and also some of the craftspeople from those three episodes were actually able to uh, submit themselves this year, and so that show got 11 nominations, even though it wasn't even eligible. So you're telling me that somebody sat there and watched the Deadwood movie, and at the end didn't say, yeah, just jot down Ian McShane and Timothy Oliphant, right there, if you could just jot them down. The more more snubs, I mean. I mean, that's insane to me. yeah. I mean, they're they're both great, and they should be there. So, and okay. again, I thought for sure Ian McShane, especially. Of course. I mean, Michael, do you think the Emmys would be better if if just us, if just we picked them? Yes. <laughs> Kevin and Bean. No. Yes. What do you mean no? <laughs> You're supposed to say yeah. You could be in on it. You can. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Kevin Bean, Allie. If I could be on it too. Jensen okay. and you, sure. Cool. All right, so. listen, we will talk to you again the next time we do. Would you like to take that back, Michael? It was a very <laughs> shaky start to the conversation today, but we enjoyed it, as always. Uh, senior editor of Variety Magazine talking about the Emmys, which, by the way, air live on Sunday, September 22nd at 5 p.m. on Fox. Have a great day, sir. We'll talk to you. I'm not taking it back. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. You know, sometimes they say you guys are lucky that you got to listen to Foo Fighters mm-hmm. during that conversation. You probably would have liked that conversation. <laughs> I would pay... Although Foo Fighters, fantastic anyway. Sure. But I would pay as much as Allie wanted to charge. Same. To just hear her ramble all day, every day. Same. I don't know what's going on in that girl's mind. I don't either. She's losing it. She is losing it, yes. Hey, it's at 940. We do have one uh, final what's happening here on this Wednesday morning, Kevin Bean Show. And then it's off to San Diego for Comic-Con. Allie, what you got for us? Well, uh, this film is... So anticipated, much anticipated. People can't wait to stop anticipating it because it's here. What? It's directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. I am talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, kids. It's in theaters July 26th. But how would you, yes, you listening right now, like a pair of passes to the K-Rock advanced screening of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at Arclight Hollywood happening on July 23rd. Let's What's take... going to happen? Who's going to win? Could it be you? No, it could not. <laughs> oh, wow. That is so rude, Mr. Riggle. 
By the way, I still love Holy Moly. Holy Same. Holy so, best. so much. Same. I'm obsessed with it's it. It's so, so great. Good. So good. Um, five winners are going to get a pair of passes to the K-Rock Advanced Green. We Fest. have a winner, believe we, it or not. I haven't even said what numbers uh, would be calling. Uh, let's take callers 20 through 24 at 1-800-520-1067 and enjoy your advanced screening of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at Arclight Hollywood on July a bold choice. 23rd. <laughs> It's not that bold. I think a lot of people are going to go see it. Oh, the humanity of this. True. It's true, you guys. So, uh, do you remember a few weeks ago there were sightings of Andre 3000 all over LAX? Yes. Playing the flute. So weird. Just strolling up to people playing the flute. Not a euphemism, right? No. No. Literal, like the instrument. Okay. Yes. Here's the thing. Now there's sightings all over Philadelphia. I love it. Of him playing the flute. I'm not talking about just at the airport. No, no. The steps of a church. He's been doing it at a Whole Foods and in front of the Liberty Bell. Just cruising around. And people are literally like, that looks like Andre 3000. I love it. But it could just be some random dude playing the flute. No, it's Andre 3000. So one of the guys that met him sitting on the steps of a church wound up asking him, like, dude, what's with the flute? And he said he picked it up a couple years ago, and he just really enjoys playing the flute. Just like being the ukulele. So mm-hmm. similar. Yes, except for being never picked it up. Is um, is there any chance he will end up uh, duetting with Lizzo? Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Be I don't think, I mean, he's only been doing it for a couple years. Lizzo has been playing the flute since high school marching band. And she is at a level yeah, that she's at I don't league. think anyone's at. She is insane with that flute. Have you seen her just in I the have... middle of a song? Just all of a sudden she turns around, there's the flute, and she is killing it, twerking with the flute. Oh, I love her so much, you guys. But hopefully, hopefully one day he will get to Lizzo's level. That'd Andre 3000 awesome. and Lizzo, That'd be pretty you guys. Awesome. Yeah. <gasps> Scratch that. He doesn't need to get to her level, just any sort of level. And I need that. Okay. Okay. Glad we solved that. You guys, StubHub said yesterday that it has refunded more than $500,000 worth of tickets to people that were hit by last weekend's New York City blackout. The company said about 1,500 customers and 27 events were affected by the power outage. There were a couple different events like the J-Lo concert and a Dave Chappelle solo Broadway show that were bumped to different dates. J-Lo's was a couple days later. But all Broadway productions aren't rescheduled, so they they got all their money back for that. Hmm. That's God, that had to be a headache for yeah, StubHub. Yeah, so. a huge loss for all those theaters. Oh, too. absolutely. Good point, Bean. Plus, what about those theaters and the losses that they had? I'm surprised you didn't somehow um, bring up that the government uh, and the aliens were involved in the power going out in Manhattan, Allie. I mean, I'm sure I can find a way I'm sure, to tie it I feel like you're going to now, now that you and Tom DeLong have bonded... Uh, I feel like you're going to be seeing aliens everywhere. I'm not going to lie. Tom DeLong, without even saying it, made me think that everything I've ever believed is totally true. If Tom DeLong sat here and was talking about aliens for, let's say, the next 48 hours, uh-huh. Allie would be right there, <laughs> eyes wide open, thrilled. I did notice at one point as I was listening to him, yes, you're right, my eyes were huge. Yes. And at one point I noticed my mouth was like open, like I was in awe of everything he was saying. And I literally went, 
like this and closed my mouth Close with mouth. my hand. Because, yeah. like, what are you doing? You're the done. smaller the hole, the better uh-huh. the ball position. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, you guys, he had so much to say. And... So much that he couldn't say, which then just makes your mind go a million miles per hour. Calls himself the legend. I mean, he could now. I don't think Absolutely. he does, okay. I was so into that, you guys. Yeah, that was fun. That was awesome. Bean and I have always believed, but Kevin, oh, yeah. Kevin came around. Kevin's a believer. I mean, I've always been in the camp of, I don't know, and I'm comfortable with that answer. Like an agnostic a, yeah. UFI believer. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm okay not knowing, and if it's true, it wouldn't surprise me, and if it's not, it wouldn't surprise me. But I sort of came around to be an alley-like. I didn't yeah. have to close my mouth with my hand, but everything yeah. else. It's it's going to get there at some point. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Who's going to be the first person to get abducted, though, for reals? Mm. I mean, if it's not you, Bean, it's going to be a burden no matter what. I hope it's me. <laughs> Unbelievable. He set himself up. <laughs> You're such a dork. You can't do the alley and the you, Bean. That's just that's against the rules. You can't. Fair enough. <laughs> How do I work this in? Oh, here's my chance. Oh, you're a gift, man. You really are. R. Kelly has pled not guilty to his multiple sex crime charges, and he's going to remain in jail because the judge, the judge denied him bail. Thank God for Good. that judge, right? Yep. Federal right. prosecutors described him as a, quote, extreme danger to the community, especially to minor girls, to which the singer's attorney, Steve Greenberg, argued that he doesn't pose a threat. This is a real quote from a lawyer in this case, multiple sex crimes against minors. This is his quote. Unlike his most famous song, I Believe I Can Fly, Mr. Kelly doesn't like to fly. How could he flee? He has no money. There's no evidence that he's at a risk to minors at all at this point. Ew. What? Ew to you in general. But then prosecutors said, yeah, house arrest doesn't eliminate the risk of you posing a threat to minors. You could lure them to your own doorstep, which you have done in the past. And he really is a flight risk, too. Absolutely. He's got a lot of connections, got a lot of people willing to help him. He could just walk across the border into Canada, for God's sake. Enough random women at diners that paid for his bail last time. Remember that? That's right. Uh, There are so many idiots in this world that are willing to help that man. So, (laughs) enjoy your time in orange jumpsuits. (laughs) I don't. Could have sounded worse, but all right. Honestly, I have a three-hour drive to San Diego ahead of me Uh with just my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, you need a passenger. It's not good. (laughs) Not it. She might be concussed. (laughs) 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 I really might be. Okay, guys, some birthdays for you: Carrie Hart, Billy Lord, Donald Sutherland, and the great. David Hasselhoff. Don't hassle the Hoff. I've said it for years, and that's what's happening. Thank you, Ellie. And your drive home today, listen to Stryker and Klein in the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness with the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. We broadcast from San Diego for Comic-Con. Uh, thank you to TL, uh, TCL. And uh, TLC. Both, sure. Mm-hmm. But TCL, uh, our sponsor, and we're also giving away a TCL TV and soundbar tomorrow as well. Oh, we'll so speak nice. with Dr. Drew and uh, on location in San Diego, we've got Fluffy, Gabriel <gasps> Iglesias. Funky Pop himself? Yes. Funko Pop himself? Better. I call him Funko. Yeah, both, really. <laughs> yeah, I always lost it. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.